Welcome. My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. The Patterns of Possibility is all about helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we'll explore topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. In this week's episode, I'm going to explore distraction. And I want to thank you, Deb, for writing in, letting me know that you're interested in this topic. I think it's a really great topic to discuss because when we think of distraction, we automatically think of something that steals our peace, something that steals our time, and something that stops us from reaching our goals. But that's not necessarily true. Distraction, just like anything else in the world, can serve you well. It can have and positive impact on what you do, depending on when it comes about, what you're being distracted with, and so forth. So we're going to explore the differences between distraction that doesn't serve you and distraction that does serve you, and how you can use distraction to your advantage. Are you ready? Let's go. Distraction. Google tells me that distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Distractions are usually thought of as something that's negative, something that doesn't serve you. And of course it would, because when you're looking at a goal, you have a distraction that gets in your way. It stops you from moving forward in life. It stops you from reaching your potential. Some years ago, I worked in a warehouse unloading trucks, lifting boxes, putting things away like that. And this job was full of men because, I mean, a lot of women didn't really want to work in a warehouse unloading trucks, lifting boxes and things like that. So there were a bunch of guys around until one day an exceptionally beautiful woman got hired. And I'm not saying exceptional for her for being around a bunch of guys to compare to. I'm saying... She wasn't just warehouse beautiful, she was everywhere beautiful. She had light eyes, olive skin, and a nice figure. Many of the guys were just fawning over her. Like, oh, can I help you? Can I come help you? Do you need help lifting this heavy box? I big man, I help pretty lady. A lot of guys were doing that, trying to get close and talk to her and stuff. I was no different in the sense that I was attracted to her. I thought she was very beautiful. But I didn't fall all over her like that. But more importantly, they would not give me the time of day. And that was just fine because I had a partner, I was already dating someone, I had someone to go home to. So I never tried to put any moves on anyway. And aside from that, like I said, they never gave me the time of day. Never, ever considered it. In fact, they didn't even talk to me much. So imagine my surprise when one day I'm at the grocery store with my partner and I see that pretty lady. I'll never forget where I was that day. I'm in the middle of aisle 10. My partner and I were having a discussion about whether we should buy the 12 pack of chicken ramen or if we should get individual packs so we'd have more variety. I just happen to look up and I get a glimpse of the beautiful lady walking past the aisles. My mind goes, 
pretty lady. And I locked eyes with her for a second and I turned away. Then I try to snap out of it. I need to focus. Then I turn back to my partner to weigh in on the ramen dilemma. We get our ramen. We start walking towards the end of the aisle. We go around the corner. The next thing I know, very beautiful woman comes directly to me. She never looks at or says a word to my partner who's standing right next to me. She starts talking about stuff. I turned into a dumb caveman. I was like, you talk me? How I help you? And I don't remember any of what she said, but it captured my full attention. Y'all, I was so into it that I didn't even introduce my partner. I completely forgot that my partner was there, which pissed off my partner for sure. I was so distracted by the fact that they talked to me in the first place, I was like, duh, duh, duh. My goal was to go to the grocery store and it was to get some food and go back home. At the end of our grocery shopping, it wasn't good. I mean, that was pretty disrespectful and hurtful to my partner, I'm sure. That distraction didn't serve me at all. My reptilian caveman brain took over. For the most part, that's how we see distraction. That's an example of how it shows up in everyday form. Where it's pulling away from your work, you're writing a paper and your phone goes off and you start getting messages and you look at messages and you start opening up Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and you're down the rabbit hole away from the original goal, original product that you were going to produce. And I find that interesting because if you would talk to anyone in the corporate world, they would probably say that that is multitasking. Your ability to look at your phone, to look at your computer, to write something, to solve a problem, to answer a phone, to answer a coworker, doing all those things at once is multitasking. And it's a desirable trait. I know that on every single resume that I have out there, multitasking is on that list. Multitasking is probably a buzzword because a lot of people equate multitasking with getting more work done. You can do several things at once, but you can't do them well. You can only do one thing at once well with a lot of focus and energy and concentration. It's a fact that when you are doing something, like you're engaged in a task and you're focused on it, that when you stop for even a moment to do something else, like check your email or to answer a text message and then try to return back to that work, it takes your brain some time to get right back to the work. Here's an analogy. Your train of thought is real. In real life, it takes a considerable amount of time and energy to get a multi-ton train up to full speed. It's the exact same when it comes to your mind. You need to put energy into your thought train to get it moving. Imagine that when you're switching tasks, you're switching trains. You can't jump from one high-speed train to the next. You have to slow them down so you can get off and get on. You have to move to the next track, next task, speed up again, put energy into doing that, and then when you have to move back to task one, you have to slow that train down and jump back on train one and speed up again. So when you adjust your attention, when you shift it from one place to the next, some of the energy and momentum that you have has to slow the train down, slow your train of thought down. And it's a real shame because 
you're racing towards the end goal. You keep stopping to get off, to go on another train, and then you stop on that one. This is essentially what you do when you're multitask. You're working towards a goal, but you're putting so much energy into switching from one track to the next that if you just put that energy into going in one direction with one train, you'd get there a lot faster and be a lot more efficient with it. Multitasking is attending to a series of distractions. I'd say that multitasking doesn't serve you, especially if you're required to do some critical thinking. Now I realize so far I have only said that distraction doesn't serve you, but it does help in some instances. You can really use distraction to your advantage. And here's how. So I'd like to start off by changing the definition. At the beginning, I said, it's a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. But I wanna say that it's a thing that prevents someone from giving your conscious attention to something else. Consciousness is the key here. If you've ever had a problem that you were really focused on, that you could not solve, that you tried many times, that you consulted people, you went to Google, you tried everything you possibly can and was still stuck, but still focused on it, that is a situation in which distraction will really serve you. From time to time, I become completely obsessed with some kind of problem that I have with some issue that happens from some challenge that I get, I cannot turn away from it. It's usually something like a puzzle or a problem or something that I, I really, really want to learn. If you've ever had a problem plague you and steal your sense of peace because you're so busy trying to figure it out, distraction will help you by turning off your consciousness and turning on your subconsciousness. Now, the way it works is that throughout the day, throughout your entire life, you've been subconsciously picking up things from the world. Your senses have been drawing in information and essentially recording them in books in the library at your, in your brain. Just restoring that stuff there. You don't even know it's happening, but it's happening. And what you want to do is tap into that. You want to tap into that. You want to go to that library of wealth of information and put it all together. And the place that you do that is during sleep or meditation. When you're slowing down your consciousness and tapping into your subconsciousness. And I know that you've heard of people saying that the answer has come to them in a dream. It's because of this phenomenon right here. When you are out there, like what I was, when you're out there trying to figure out the problem, you're focused and you're focused and you can't get it. It's like you're visiting this library of information that should have the answer. It should have the answer based on everything that you think you know, you should be able to solve this problem. And so just imagine your brain is a library. There are tons of aisles with lots of books on the shelves full of information that you have recorded and you are going in there in your conscious mind looking through books throwing them down looking through this one going to the next aisle getting frustrated because you're not finding the answer if you go to sleep just 
turn off your conscious mind. Go to sleep with this idea on your brain. Imagine now your subconsciousness is the librarian. They know this hall up and down. They know where these books are. They know what the Dewey Decimal System is. So they'll go and they will find that book. They're going to find the answer for you. It has come to you in a dream. It's not that you don't know it. You just don't know that you know it. Your conscious mind doesn't know that you know it. And this is where distraction comes in handy. Pulling yourself away from your conscious thinking. You're not focused on whatever it was you're focused on before. It's most powerful when you're sleeping, your subconsciousness when you're sleeping. But if you're doing some kind of mindless task, maybe cleaning some dishes, maybe sweeping a floor, whatever it is, it doesn't require a whole lot of thinking or concentration, then you may have the answer pop up to you there. If you've ever had an aha moment when you're talking to a friend about something completely different than what you were thinking about, completely irrelevant, but your brain just got it. Your subconsciousness just was like, whoa, this is the answer. This is it. Go do the thing. Go get it. You got the answer. That's essentially how it works. Your subconsciousness is always running in the background. So when you find yourself up against a problem that you cannot solve, but you think you might have the answer, you think that you could get the answer and you've been focused on it for hours upon hours, stop. Distract yourself. Do anything but focus on what you've been doing. Anything else. Google tells me that the founder of Google dreamt about it. They dreamt about the search engine. Google also tells me that Einstein's theory of relativity came to him in a dream. And Salvador Dali's persistence of a memory, you know, that painting with the melting clocks, that came to him in a dream. Be distracted and let your subconsciousness take over. Distraction, just like anything else, can serve you, can work well for you, or it can work against you, depending on how you use it. At some point in time, you are going to be driven by distraction. But you don't just have to sit in the passenger seat. You can grab the wheel, turn it, and steer it towards your goals. My name is Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his. And you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. I hope that you found today's episode interesting, insightful, and entertaining. And if you have, please leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts. It'll really help the podcast get discovered, as well as share this with any of your friends or anyone you think might find it interesting. I'd really appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for listening. It's been really awesome making these podcasts for you. If you have an idea for an episode, I'd love to hear it. Go ahead and email me at patternsofpossibility at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram or YouTube, and I'm on all the social medias at Pattern of Possibility. So reach out to me. I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. Once again, thanks for listening. Take care.